1: Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my delightful co-host, Mina kumo Sita. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So today we are going to share with you all something we've been working on for a while, and we're just really excited to share with our listeners and with our Instagram followers and with anyone on our mailing list. So we are going to share the 10 hacks to running your product-based business like a well oiled machine. So show of hands, who out there (laughs) needs to run their product-based business like a well-oiled machine? I would say all of us. So thank you for listening today. But first, we want to jump in and tell you a little bit about something really exciting that we have coming up.
0: Yeah, we have kind of a collaboration, I guess, but it's really exciting because we get from so many people that there's not enough resources out there for product people, hence the birthing and creation of the product boss, right? And so we're a part of this pretty big summit that's coming up that's all about serving product people. So that's really cool.
1: So I don't know if you have listened, if you're in this space, but um, they are the hosts of the Strategy Hour podcast. And they are also, they are now called Boss Project, but they were called Think Creative Collective. So if you're familiar with them, they are now called the Boss Project and they are having the Boss Project Summit. And we wanna invite all of you to join. And we are going to have a link in our show notes. So what the, what is it? It's four days. It's over 40 speakers and Mina and myself are one of them. It's a hundred percent free. It's all online. And if you're ready to finally get your business in shape and get to the next level, you do not want to miss this. But here's the thing. They know that there are people out there that are product-based businesses that are looking for Help and so there is this part to it that's called the Product Powerhouse Summit, and it's sponsored by Dubsado, which you know we love, and hosted by Boss Project. So, should we talk a little bit more about it? Yeah, they're the other dynamic
0: duo that we know of that's podcasting, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's Emily and Abigail, and we will have them on the podcast as well. But we wanted to give you guys a little snippet of what's coming up for you guys because, again all completely free. You should definitely sign up because there's no such thing as too much knowledge, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so there's, okay. So it's called the Product Powerhouse Summit. Again, link in the bio. Um, Tracy Matthews from Flourish and Thrive Academy will be there. She's a good friend and she's going to be on. There are some amazing people actually. um, I think it's, from, I'll tell you actually from Dubsado, she'll be on speaking. So here's what they have. It's a three-day virtual event with 26 speakers for product guys. Okay. And they know that finding resources for product industry is not easy. So here it is. They're going to, they're going to line up all of these speakers for you. So let's talk about some of the speakers. Let's see here. Okay. We have Jenna Morello from Work, is it Three? Yeah. Shout out Jenna. They just,
0: uh, I love her so much. And she, her husband's Filipino um, and they're having their first baby. Woo-hoo. So exciting. So I've been obviously stalking her on Instagram um, since I know about her life. <laughs> <laughs> She's of our community as well. So, so glad to see her in there with us.
1: Yeah. And so we are, Mina and I will be speaking on the third day. The dates are April 9th to the 11th. So um, here are some people. Okay. We've got Jenna Marillo from Workspace 3 and she's going to talk about what product is your problem solving. We have Jake and Becca Berg of Dubsado, which by the way, whenever I write to Dubsado for help questions, it's always Becca <laughs> could be the one who answers, but she does all the training videos and they're going to teach about standing out in a crowded space. Um, let's see who else is really exciting that's coming on. Um there's Melissa oh, Shop Compliment. I've mentioned her
0: several times on on the our podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. And like I said, there's Tracy Matthews from Creatives Rule the World and Flourish and Thrive Academy. And she's gonna talk about from unknown to unforgettable, how to stand out to create a wildly successful brand. I mean, who's like, yeah, that's me. Um then on day that was all day one, right? And that's just a couple of them. Then day two, let's see. We've got Bethany Janine of Top coat. And she's talking about mind your legal business. Um, we have, let's see who else. Gemma Bonham Carter, drop it like it's hot, how to launch an online shop using drop shipping. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I love love this one. Okay. There's another dynamic duo. Okay. We have the ladies of black girl curls and they're talking about curls beyond the chair, how we built, grew and monetized our digital clientele. Amazing. And then we get to the third day. Okay. And that day is about scale up, create community and sustainability in your profits. So there's us and we're, we're teaching master alternative and creative ways to grow your product-based business. And then we have Kristen Wilson of society for creative founders, planning and marketing your product launches gracefully. Yes. And then finally we are getting into the, let's see. Um, Kathleen Cutler, and she's talking about Maximize Your Profit Secrets I Learned Selling Antique Diamonds Online. Sounds super interesting, right? So if you guys are ready to do this, it's free, totally free. Okay. You can show up totally free. Again, link in bio, but you might want to upgrade and let's talk about the upgrade.
0: Yeah. So attendance is free. The upgrades are discounted the sooner you buy them. So it's like an all-access access pass. Basically, you get to access the information however you want, whenever you want. Um, typically, with the virtual summit, it's free. And then the videos are, I guess, time-sensitive would be the word. So you watch them within the first 24 hours. But if you buy the all-access pass, the sooner you buy it, the more discounted it is, and you get access to them all the time. So that varies from like forty-seven dollars to a hundred and forty-seven dollars.
1: Yeah. So basically, now through April eighth, if you up if you up it to the VIP pass, it's forty-seven dollars. I think totally worth it, right? Because imagine how much you spend on a course, and then at the door it's ninety-seven dollars, and the after parties so of. You go through it and then you make that decision. It's 147. So this is what comes in the all-access pass. You get lifetime access. So forever access to all 25-plus speaker presentations. You get exclusive biz growth, mega giveaway entry. You get to unlock the freebie vault, and we have a freebie in there. You get private breakout sessions with the hosts. There's a camaraderie in a Facebook community. You get bonus workbooks, mini courses, and workshops. And then you can basically access this whenever and wherever. So it's a lot of content to get through. So I feel like I feel like that's really valuable, right? I know knowing me, I don't, I'm not gonna be there for three days straight consuming all that content. Yeah. And
0: it's a good way to kind of vet these people that might end up being your coaches, right? Us included. So if you aren't like a podcast listener or if these people don't have a podcast, at $47, I would. Drop that in like a hot minute going off that drop it like it's drop shipping lady. Um, <laughs> and and to make sure that I click with all these different people. There is one there in there that I thought was interesting. And it's a boutique owner, Emily Benson, stylish and successful secret to a six figure boutique. We do get boutique listeners. So you guys should make sure you sign up for that um, in our link in the show notes. and And then, you know, it really is for any type of product person.
1: That's actually a question in our private Facebook community right now that um, someone was like, who else here has a brick and mortar, like an actual boutique? Cause there's some questions rolling around. So I just tagged a few of our product bosses in there for them to connect with. So we were, let's just put it this way. We were honored and thrilled with, when Am- Emily and Abigail reached out to us and asked us to join and be a part of this because we've been fans of theirs for a very long time. And we're also honored and thrilled that they're going to be on the podcast because they're just too women that are like movers and shakers and they have done so much with their biz. And they are very, what I love is that they're super open and honest about their company and the transitions that they've made, including changing their name from Think Creative Collective to Boss Project. And so we're just, we're excited for our community to learn about their community, if you already don't know about it. And the fact that they also saw that need for product and product information. And so um, we'd be honored if you guys went there. We wanted to share it with you. We were so excited. We are like, yes, sign us up. And yes, let's let our listeners know about it.
0: And also you guys, um, little side story, they reached, to us, reached out to us via Instagram DM. So interesting, right? Times are changing, I feel, to the Instagram DM <laughs> where they reach out <laughs> initially. And they did reach out um, on email after that. But I think that that just goes to show you how so much interaction happens in the DM.
1: It really, I actually just did a Facebook live this morning and and into our community. And I said, and if you have questions, DM us on Instagram. So I actually moved them off of the Facebook platform because Facebook isn't necessarily where we're hanging out in the messages. It's definitely on Instagram. Um, and so, yeah, I think that business to business connection, you see each other on there, you end up in their, their field. The cool thing about Instagram is typically it's still the owners or the bosses or the people in charge, even celebrities are still scrolling their Instagram, right? It's not really managed by someone else entirely, entirely. And so someone's aware and and viewing, like if you're constantly popping up in their field of vision. So
0: yeah. Yeah. So make sure you guys sign up and we are going to hop right into this episode of 10 hacks to run your product business like a well-oiled machine.
1: Yep. Yep. All right. So this is, um, this is a downloadable. So to ask you to do a couple things, we also have a link here to download and it is going to be on our website as well, but I would tell you to download it here. Um, and then we're going to go through the hacks for you and then you can keep this in front of you as a plan. And also, um, As we are growing our email list, so Mina and I are also pretty transparent with what we do and kind of like it's the growth of our business. So, if you sign up for our email, so you sign up, you get this, and you want to join our email list, we are going to start sending some really exciting information. So, we're going to take what we teach off of the podcast and start to put it into newsletters to you and not to overwhelm because I am a person with inbox 3000 and Mina's a person with inbox zero. <laughs> I would not subscribe. (laughs) And I have subscribed to so many things. So we're really aware of your time is precious and valuable. And so what we want to share with you is something that we feel like you should know about. So we should spend the time writing it and then then you should spend the time reading it. Otherwise, we don't need to get you into any sort of like crazy funnel because that's not not the way that we are rolling these days. I mean, honestly, I haven't told Jacqueline my master plan. Uh What are we doing? (laughs)
0: Ideally, I would love to have little short, like five minute clips of us talking or you talking or myself speaking on a little bit of something, <laughs> tiny, tiny bit um, and have that in there. And then that would be something that's just like, you know, a little tiny little episode, but not something where we have to write it out completely. And those might just be like every other type of thing. So it gives you a little insider audio from us.
1: I guess. Yeah. And I think um, absolutely. Cause that's for me, my communication tool, like I can write, but I can speak and speak on video. And so I think for us, we also get that you listen to us and you guys are listening to your content versus reading and even sometimes versus watching. And so we, we hear, we hear what you hear. We're also podcast listeners. So we want to just basically like flip the model on its head and try and just provide content and, and stay in touch with you outside of the podcast in ways that we think that you want to consume it.
0: Yeah. And in the easiest possible way for all of us.
1: Yeah. We don't have to write and you get to just listen. It's perfect. (laughs) I love this idea. Okay. So let's jump into this. So these are the 10 hacks to running your product-based business, right? So we'll start with number one. So if you've been listening for a while, you know that we're big on this, but plan number one is plan like a product boss. So what we want you to do here is we want you to set clear goals and break them down into projects and then tasks and make sure that you set clear deadlines and reverse engineer the schedule based on your expected due dates. Um, We also want you guys to make sure that you're like gauging your ROI and that you have a way to measure results. And Mina's really big on that too. Like people in our mastermind will say their goals and she's like, okay, but how are we going to measure this?
0: Yeah, I don't do anything unless I know I can track the ROI because then I then there's no point of me doing it. Like I almost do it just so I know if I want to do it again because then I know it's valuable to... My life or my business? Then you know, um, because a lot of times we're kind of frantically searching for what the next thing is for us, and we get sucked in with social media and comparing and everything like that. And it's hard to know what really works and what doesn't for your specific business. So that's really what we're trying to pound on this nail in. Of you know, plan, 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 plan. I know we've been talking about it a ton, but it's so important. I was just saying to our masterminders earlier that. We really need to just really think about times when people want to work on their business and really schedule it in. That's what planning is all about is working on your business because we get pulled in, especially as like product people to all the million things that we have to do. We have to count inventory, we have to ship out, we have to fulfill all these hands-on things that, you know, like a service-based person, it's just a matter of clicking an email sometimes versus stopping
1: by the post office. (sighs) <sighs> which I have to get to the post office as a service-based person, by the way. <laughs> yeah. To- it's no fun. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, can you send me a label? I have to send, I am. Have- have to send samples that we got from China to a client to approve. It's a whole thing. So I'm like, oh, (laughs) to get there. So yeah. So I think one of the, you know, plan like a product boss. So you can definitely go back and listen to um, some of our episodes. Some of our most listened to episodes are where we talk about how to plan like a product boss. So we have planning like a product boss, the episode. We also have product development, plan your product development, right? Yeah, it was, no, it was uh,
0: where to focus to move your business
1: forward. That was the task quadrant.
0: And then we have um, product development calendar. We have a lot of planning stuff. I mean, they're always a hit.
1: They Um, really are. (laughs) We have episode 68, which is plan your product development calendar. Mm -hmm. Right. We have where to focus to move your business forward, which is episode 74. So we just want, and we have planning 2019, like a product boss, which is episode 63. So, take a listen to those, and then, like we said we're we're here for you to help you through that,
0: yeah, so okay. number two uh know your bestseller I mean, we talk about this all the time. Know your bestseller a hundred percent, like it would just alleviate so much of your you know angst and concern about what's working and what doesn't work because you know your bestseller and you know what won't work. So, we really want you to lean into your bestseller. Um, if this is something you're doing well,
1: um, keep selling it, friend. It's about like putting your energy and your effort. So if you have a child and you've seen that that kid is really good at something, you might be putting a lot of effort behind it to make them take more piano lessons or in sports. And so that's what you're saying, like young athletes. So kids that are doing really well in sports, you know, a lot of people back that up. And so you're trying to put what you can behind that to increase their outcome or output. Even. Yeah. This is because I'm
0: not a sports mom. I I wholeheartedly know that because as you're <laughs> explaining it I'm like I that is true that people do that. They um I don't put my kids in in the athletics right now. Um but who knows I might, but my sister is 100% that way and that she, you know, my, my nephew is super talented when it comes to baseball and basketball and basically everything. And they definitely spend a lot of time on it. Like he has his own practice time. They lean into like the things he does really well and then the things that he loves. So they know that they can like reinforce all those things that, you know, he does really well. So just the same as like the bestseller of your products, really lean into that and feel like, you know, this is your strength and what you know that people are loving.
1: Yeah. So we want you to think about this bestseller and that, um, and know that the product can help lift the sales of your other products. So a lot of times people would like, like want to add a product because they think if they add a product, they'll get other customers and those customers will lead to buying more, but it's like, no, just reinforce what's working for your business. And then you're going to get people loving on it, using it. And then they'll see the other products. If you do end up going or you have other products. So this leads us to our next hack, Number three, which is bundle up, baby. So, <laughs> like that, yeah, I do. I like it. <laughs> um, I don't have pet names for our listeners, so now there's a new one. No, um, so if you have a bestseller, make sure that you create bundles in your offers, and so it could be like two or a three pack can you combine it with something sluggish to move inventory and like to raise your bottom line? And then we want you to think about what you sell and how you could create some like fantastic bundles that customers just can't pass up. So Nina does that with little labels, right? Nina, what do you do with your bundles?
0: Yeah, and this is the word that you said for the last one is reinforce. I love that word, Um, reinforce your bestseller, right? Think of that in the same way that you do your bundles. I'm reinforcing a bestseller with some support stuff that I know that maybe they could play off of each other. So I do that in like value packs. Sometimes I make it seasonal, like it'll be camp ones or back to school. I'll do that even with my ads, right? Like I'll say, get daycare ready or get school ready. And um, it all becomes like an easy decision in their mind because they're just buying a bundle for that season in their life. Like it hits right when it's supposed to. And then they don't have to decide which do I need. uh, Just the bundle. Bundle up, baby. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So, um, so just to use little labels as an example, you do not have to, like, we don't see Mina, let's see what this Marie Kondo situation, right? Tidying up. You don't see Mina coming out with different shape labels with different types of, you know, well, she could put her labels on anything. She's still using the labels that she has, but she's, you know, she might re-market it or retarget it. Um, but she keeps what people are buying. So she knows her core customer. So, you know, she's selling to moms. You're buying stuff for their children that are usually babies or toddlers, typically, right? Um, then maybe camp comes a little bit later. And then she's taking her animals, which I think are one of your best sellers. And then I know the bundle I bought on Amazon of little labels had blank uh, shirt labels in it. It's, and I bought it because she was out. She was sold out of um, her single packs. And all I could do was buy the bundle. And then I used the bundle. So now. I was only buying the bottle labels and now I have the clothing ones. And guess what, everyone, even though I know this woman, they have been an integral part of me labeling my kids stuff. So I will go back in next time and actually buy the bundle again because now I've used the clothing labels and I'm like, oh, this is so easy and so perfect, right? So she actually sold me into maybe something that wasn't her top top. Um, by bundling it and sort of like being able to do that. and But she's not coming up with new things all the time. It's just kind of packaging them together and making it easy for me, the customer.
0: Yeah, um, just to give you an example about Marie Kondo and all these other things. So Jacqueline asked me one time why I don't lean into the water bottle thing. It's because whenever i run ads for water bottle, people are not making that decision to buy because of the water bottle. It's a secondary need, just like the home organization. They don't look for labels In my case, waterproof labels for home organization. They usually look for it for daycare and then I try to sell them. Hey, here's also these for water bottles and home organization. It's like a secondary decision for them that they're not, you know, they don't go out with the intent to buy it for those reasons. So. When you're bundling, that secondary product or the de- secondary decision can be your upsell or downsell or whatever it happens to be um, because they're initially coming in for a different reason and you're able to bundle them together because th- you're meeting one of their other needs usually.
1: We just um, had a mastermind uh, meeting today and we spoke to one of our clients that has a kids a kids line, basically like kids uh, clothes and um, kids sort of like shoes Access- shoes, and accessories. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about that and we were trying to figure out what a good bundle would be for her. So is it like a three pack of her bestselling, let's call it, um, you can't say onesies because that's actually patented um, or trademarked. What do we call them? One pieces? Body suits? <laughs> <laughs> Just so everybody knows, because we had a client get a season and desist onesies trademarked yeah. by Gerber. Yeah, and I can't even remember what she needed to use instead. But let's just call it like one-piece baby outfits. So so we were talking to her. She's like, you know, does she bundle it with other products? So does she bundle it with like shoes and a necklace? Or does she bundle like a three-pack of the of her best-selling one pieces. So it really just depends on the price point, what you think your customers are going to order. And you can often look at sales, right? So you can look at what customers are already buying together and see if you can offer that as a bundle, like see what, what top two to three products people are buying together. Yeah. And then you can make your transaction. Let's say it's typically
0: $20. Instead, it's more like 30 in that case, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Raise that bottom price. So, oftentimes clients are like, they want to make more money, they want to make more sales. Well, what can you just sell more of what you already have? So, that leads us to number four. You going to say it? Yeah. How about you say it? <laughs> <laughs> I can see in her glasses the reflection of what we're reading off of. <laughs> so number four, cross promote. Um, so, let's talk about cross promotion, Nina.
0: Yeah. So you know, the reason why I'm having Jacqueline read these is because they're written in her voice. So it's hard for me to read in Jacqueline's voice. She phrases things that are different than how I phrase them. And
1: <laughs> I I so if you read this, it's from me. Do you okay? So I'll I'll start with what I um so cross promotion. So in our private Facebook community, then you know that we like to connect between product-based businesses. So if you're not already in the community, you should join now and there's a link in the show notes and here's why. So you can cross promote your products with other companies that have similar customer avatars. So let's say, and this is a true example, I guess let's just say the names of them because I think a shout out because they're awesome. So Asha Bloom's, We'll put her link in the show notes. She um, works with us and she sells positive affirmation jewelry to women. Okay. So she, we just told her how proud we are of her because she started cross-promoting with other businesses that would sell to a similar customer and sell products that aren't necessarily in competition with her, but that they're similar. So she was started selling with, an, um, doing a cross-promotion with a knotted wood, which is jewelry organizers and with a, with a magazine. Mm-hmm. Holland Lane. With Holland Lane. And so, and Holland Lane, how does, what would you say Holland Lane's customer?
0: They're definitely women, smart women that like to read about real issues. Like she has ones that talk about like mental health and different things that are not in Cosmo and, you know, the typical magazine. It's definitely not like a glossy superficial magazine. It's definitely a deep and vulnerable and, you know, like fully um, emotional, you know, type of magazine.
1: So, and then Asha Blooms with Carol, she decided to start it because um, really she was dealing with necklaces that were helping women with like fertility issues. And she's moved it a little bit further into just sort of in general, like affirmation, um, positive thinking, uh, represent, like they represent positive thinking, like um, you are not alone is actually one of her necklaces. Um, And so she did this cross promotion with them and all of our Instagram, it was popping up, like knotted Wood is in collaboration with... Blooms. And, and so it was basically getting in front of other people's customers. And so you were all helping lift each other up. And, and if you follow us on Instagram, one of our most liked posts was there's room at the top for all of us. And that's what this is allowing it to do, that you're all sort of helping to lift each other up to the top.
0: Yeah. And in this case, the cross promotion is like collaboration, right? Um, across brands, you definitely can cross promote your own stuff. So usually that's like unrelated SKUs. So you cross promote, let's say, well, mine are kind of related because they're both labels, but let's just say bottle labels to clothing labels or bottle labels to baby magnets, that type of thing. Um, Because then it's a cross promotion within your lines. Um, You know, typically it's like, products within a line. Um, but um, in this case, it's more like collaboration and then cross-promoting to each other. So I think there's many, many ways to cross-promote and definitely it's helpful in any case because you're kind of throwing a promotion across to some other direction and that's always helpful because those people, if, as long as they have the same audience and they have that same need or similar needs, then it should definitely help every single business.
1: So let's speak more on cross-promote between within your own brands. Let's not say low labels, but what would be another type of of way that somebody could cross-promote in a... Um, I don't know. Let's give an example.
0: Like um, if it's really similar, like peer review to bracelets would be uh-huh. their rings, for instance, or um, even their club, right? They could... But that has bracelets in it. But um, it's like different lines. Basically, think of a different categories that normally they're not... LinkedIn too much, you know. It's just a quick throw to a, a cross promotion. Uh, but there's lots of brands that have multiple types of different things, and
1: they promote to each other. It's and how kind would of they like, show up like in a in your on your website. Like how would somebody cross promote to the customer?
0: Usually, like in a, an email, let's say it would be P.S. Hey, we also sell this. And um, or, hey, we are also in the spirit of this, we're offering this, you know, let's say it's a seasonal thing and you're cross promoting to a seasonal item. Hey, in the spirit of Mother's Day, we're offering a special Mother's Day necklace um, and that's cross promoting to a different product in your line that's completely different than your existing line, you know? So
1: it could be something where you retarget people who have placed orders with you and maybe they've placed orders for like, we're just going to say, maybe they've placed orders for your bracelets and then you may want to put them into a an email type funnel that basically then says, Hey, by the way, like, we know you love this. Did you know that we also have rings? And these are some great rings. And so mm-hmm. you're basically starting to show, but you're, you're going to people that are already warm or that have, um, have purchased from you even, and you're letting them know about the other product because you can track. And it could be just a coupon,
0: you know, like Honest um, Diapers, Honest Baby always throws coupons for Honest Beauty, for mm-hmm. instance, you know, and even, you know, what are some other ones? You'll see a lot of like baby brands doing it <laughs> oftentimes. There's so many things you need for baby, but what else? Like uh, Organic, uh, what is that? Baby Organic that's in Walgreens, they'll throw you like detergent along with baby food,
1: you know? Speaking of Honest Beauty, I'm about to buy everything she's talking about on beauty. Um, Jessica Alves like keeps going live and talking about mascaras and this like plumping stuff for mascaras. And I'm like, yep, sign me up. I have their she- blush. It, it's a cream one. It works so well. So we, I mean, when she did, just talking about that really fast, like they went from, you know, moms mm-hmm. that bought into these products for their kids know, like, and trust them. And then now she's selling it to the to the moms, basically like we both have probably purchased our products for our kids. And now we're like, okay, now it's time to purchase for ourselves. Let's just do selling to us. All right. So let's move into number five of our hacks. So number five is create systems. You you're my system friend. What could you tell them about this? Uh, They're the best thing ever. (sighs)
0: Even if people don't love creating them, they will love how they function. You know, I mean, you don't love creating them and thinking about it. it's so much work, but at the same time, you reap the rewards when you do it, you know? <laughs> so thinking about that, and see here. So whether you do this in, let's say, Google Docs, Asana, Trello, we use all those things. Actually, we don't use Asana, but we use Trello and Google Doc. Post-it notes, create a system that keeps you organized. You don't want to lose time in production or forget to follow up with a retail store because you are disorganized. Basically, every single point of where you can have a system, let's say it's to reach out to people, and then during that reach out, and then after the reach out, the fortune is in the follow-up, right? You want to create a system where you're forced to do it because there's a system that relies on you doing it, and then you building in the system, right? The system could be canned responses, you know? This is email one, this is email two, hence the automated emails that are really popular right now. But they can just be canned. You can copy and paste, you know, make it personal. And then the boutiques, it's just like how people would cater their resume to the job that they want, right? You want to be their person of choice for these things. So really creating a system that works best for you. I learned so much about myself and Jacqueline from the way that we work together, right? Jacqueline doesn't love Trello as much as I do, but she doesn't dislike it either. You know, she loves Google Calendar and doing things in there and Gmail. So really thinking about what works best for you. She loves Dubsato. Uh, what are some other ones that you really like?
1: Well, Mm, I think Google Calendar. So for me, for example, I need things that are, I always reference it like a filing cabinet. If they're in the drawers, I'm not going to find it. It kind of needs to be in front of me. And so Google Calendar, I'm in all the time because I I have a client facing business, right? So I consult people and I need to be on calls. And so I've actually started dropping in tasks into Google Calendar and actually you can add tasks now to your Gmail. Um, And then that's where I live. So for me to have to hop over to Trello, for example, is something that I have to actually take action on and, and head over there. I used to use Basecamp. Um, with my team and with all of my clients, when we had it fuller, like when we were managing productions, because that's where we had a huge team and everybody needed to be a part of it. So I think it just depends on like. And Mina, Mina, you're the one who taught me about Trello, like all the tabs and how you organize it for your kids and you organize it for your business and how we use it in our business. So there's a lot of really cool things. I think a takeaway I want you guys to think about for creating systems is. And we have a client right now; she's a jewelry business, and she's going to start hiring people. She's gonna hire an assistant. Well, she wants her assistant to take over certain tasks. You could also use Loom, which is something we use. It's use Loom L O O M. Loom, you can actually record video. So let's just say you guys um, know you're you're getting into your Shopify account and you need to add a add a product to it, for example. And you want what you should do is you could use Loom, you could record your screen, and you can go through the process of adding it while talking it through. And now you've recorded this this task that then you can create into a system. So if you're ever going to hire somebody on, you could then say, here, just watch this video. And now they can watch that video. And so perhaps you're tracking these links to the different trainings into like a Google doc or into a Trello board, and then you're able to then create a system. So that's the point, right? You're starting to create systems so that as your business grows, you're able to sort of on onboard people
0: as well. You know what I've been using a lot more than I never used before you and I worked together? Uh, Dropbox. Oh. Um, So we've been doing what Jacqueline was talking about with the kind of the VA handbook type of things. And we've been putting the links into a Google Doc so we can refer back to it. I don't find that as easy as if we had done doing it to Dropbox. Um, Even though I feel like it's uh, a good system, I'm finding that, okay, now we have like a huge huge, the product boss Dropbox that has like everything imaginable in there. And so does that mean that it would be better in there? I don't know, you know, because it might get lost. But at the same time, it's like figuring it out what works best for your business and and then um, feeling it out and then testing it out. This is how I feel. I told Jacqueline, I rearranged my furniture again. This is the third time in like probably like a three-month period because I have to like live in it for a little bit for me to be like, okay, I don't like it or I do like it. And a rearrange, I'm loving this layout right now, by the way, let me
1: tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It's cool things, right? It's like what you're saying about furniture. It's like little tweaks that you make in your business that all of a sudden have like huge impact. So just some things to think that you can keep organized. So it's your development and production timeline. So we talk about that all the time, reverse engineering into like delivery dates to how long it's going to take you to gear up to that, how to track your inventory, if there's CRM. So like that's called that's customer relationship management. So CRM is basically a way, let's say you're reaching out to a bunch of stores. How do you track that you reach out to them? What was the response? And um, tasks and projects. So make sure that you do get this download because we will, get, we will email you because we have some really exciting things coming up in our business. And there will be ways that you can get our CRM our Trello CRM template and production timelines and and things that we have as offers. So just make sure to get on our email list. Again, we're not going to over email you. We're just going to let you know the things that you need to know. I mean, it's all really, really good stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> So number six is have the right margins. Oh my gosh. This is like my thing. This is my do not get her started. but this do. is my thing. <laughs> this is like shooting yourself in the foot if
0: you don't have the right margins and learning a very, very hard lesson, right? Make sure you have the right margins and the right um, pricing and everything. Um, Jacqueline, do you want to get into that
1: more? Oh, yeah. I mean, you might have to stop me, but... <laughs> 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 right. So oftentimes, and you know that I have a fashion consulting company, designer consulting co-op, and I talk to people all the time about their businesses and it tends to be in startup. So it's usually where they're in concept mode before they've ever made a single thing. And the first thing I ask them is like, what's your price point? And then I start to break down their expectation of what something's actually going to cost. So they might be like, I only want to make 20 of them and I want to make them out of really expensive silk. And I want to make them in the U S and I want them to sell for $50. And you're like, no not going to happen ever. Mm-hmm. And then other clients we talk to, they're like, well, I didn't feel like I could mark it up that much and blah, blah, blah. So I'm not really taking like a, you know, a certain margin, but I'm actually just, you know, I'm just taking my costs and I'm doubling it. Okay. No. And if you're interested in learning more about um, actually ha- like figuring out the right margins, again, that's something we're going to tackle with you all um, through the emails. So make sure again, you subscribe. So, but what I want to say here is that You have to build up enough room in your margin so that you have room to sell business to business or wholesale. And I don't and it doesn't matter whether you're doing that right now. You need to build it up if you ever, ever, ever intend to ever sell to anybody other than direct your customer on e-commerce. So it's easier to lower your price than to raise it. So if you guys don't come out with the right price to start, let's say you've taken a really low margin and you're not making the right amount of money then you go out later, you know, you work with us and we're like, nope, you're not charging the right amount. And then you have to go to your customers and double the price. No, not going to work. So I would rather you have a higher margin build in room there that you have room to sell wholesale. And then if let's just say you decide not to, or you get a better price from your Uh, Manufacturer, your contractors, and you can lower it. We would all love to get an email from somebody we buy from and be like, "Guess what? We have new low prices, lower prices for you. We were able to work out a deal with our our manufacturer for you."
0: Yeah, the reason why this is a hack and know your margins and have the right margin is because there's so many people that don't get it right. And you're already ahead of them in the game when you have the right margin. And not only that, but you're setting yourself up for the future growth of your business. So that's why it's a major hack to know your right margins because it will just help you scale and grow in a much easier way than being like, oh my gosh, I priced myself completely wrong. Now I'm
1: kind of having to hit the reset button in a way so much work you have to do to kind of get back, like she said, like reset. So that is a huge thing. And only if you've, you know, you're working with an expert or you're listening to our podcast or are people telling you like, this is a good thing. Because if you ask your family and friends, they might not be your customer. They might be like, no, I'd never pay that much for that. Well, great. You're not my customer. So just keep that in mind. So number seven, ways to make more money, really upsell. Yeah,
0: and we kind of already talked about this in bundling, but I want to really emphasize this in that you can upsell as many times as you want to. So let me give you an example. Like, let's say someone checks out in your Shopify cart and then it says, Hey, would you like to also get some home organization labels? Click yes or no. Yes. Hey, me again, this would be your last offer. Do you want to also get some clothing labels? Sure. Right? And you'll see that a lot of times in the people that are doing really well and that they upsell twice, right? And because who knows, what are you gonna, you know, what are they gonna be like? Okay, I'm abandoning the entire cart because they're asking me too many things. No, they'll just hit the no button. It's a really easy way to do it. And there are Shopify apps that will do this for you. So really make sure that you're upselling in the same way that you're bundling, in the same way that you're cross promoting. And in all of that, because you want to bring your transaction price up, you know, you're selling to those people that are already in the process of buying, because it's way easier than getting cold traffic to buy all these things
1: hmm So here's an example, just like f- for all of you that shop on Amazon, which is probably everybody. So, you know, when you buy something or you you go and look at something and then there's that little box below that says like, you could buy these other two items by one plus two plus three equals X amount of dollars. Would you like to buy all three? Well, Amazon's figured it out, right? Cause they have like algorithms and they know what people are buying and they could track purchases. And they're telling you, oh, look, you're buying dry erase markers because it literally just happened to me. You're buying dry erase markers. Well, you might also want these dry erase board erasers, you know, plus blah, blah, blah. So, um, or actually I think the other one was like, I was buying color dry erase markers. So then it offered me black dry erase markers plus dry erasers. Um, yeah, thank you for We're reading only my mind. Eight <laughs> dollars
0: <laughs> Right? They tally it up for you at the end where it's like
1: people who bought that also bought this. $60.10. I'm like, click. Sure. Why not? You know? <laughs> <laughs> if everyone else wants it, I want it too. I mean, and those are the things, right? So just think about, think about things that you're already seeing when you guys are purchasing online, when you're, when you're buying on Amazon, see the things they're doing and figure out how you can actually take that as a hack and integrate it into your business. So get really smart about things you're seeing, which I would say you need to do, you need to be buying a bit online. So if you are ever talk, thinking about, Starting a subscription box, you should probably subscribe to a couple subscription boxes, right? If you're selling online, you should be making purchases online. If you're selling on Etsy Plus websites, you should be testing all of this out so that you know what people are doing, what you like and what you don't like. So that's, I guess, like a number seven and a half hack. (laughs) A hundred freaking percent. You know what we tell
0: people when they're like, I'm not on Instagram. I have no idea what to do. What are all these buttons? The first thing I say to them is start watching people's accounts and their Insta stories, and you'll get an idea of what good accounts are doing and then just emulate what they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to start a, you know, soap company, start buying some soap,
1: you know? See what Uh, comes to you. Like how is it packaged? Like there's things we know that we like and we don't like. When you get it, you're like, mm -hmm. "Mm," you can be judgy. That's the reason. It's research and development. Right. Which might need to go onto this list. So, but this might be a little (laughs) bit number eight, which is don't do this alone. So Um, we know that no business can thrive in a vacuum and not even yours. So I'm sure a lot of you, and we've gotten letters from you that have said, like, I've done this for so many years by myself, by myself. And we found, I found your podcast and now I listen to it while I'm doing these things and I don't feel like I'm alone anymore. So we've all, we've told you you're not alone in this. We're all here together. Um, So you've put on all these hours into this and you've done it by yourself. But now what we want to tell you is like, you don't have to do this alone. So look for something like a peer based group. So we offer the product boss, Facebook community, It's a community for you to join if you have a product-based business. And again, that link is in the show notes. And a lot of people there ask questions and they run ideas by. So um, like I said in the beginning of this, somebody has a brick and mortar and they were asking, who else has a brick and mortar and how can you help me? Um, What's some other stuff? People have like shipping questions all the time in there. With USPS raising their prices, people started talking about that. So it's definitely a place to kind of source information.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've heard people specifically say that they've been opened up to the online world and their minds were blown at how vast an opportunities there were in the online sphere. Then they dig a little bit deeper and they find our community that's product-based people, you know, that's online. So they're accessible. They might not be working online completely. It's brick and mortars, boutiques, wholesale, all that stuff. But they definitely run businesses. Like they use online tools. They um, connect online. It's definitely you have as deep of relationships that you do in person online nowadays. Oh, yeah.
1: Mina and I started a business together basically (laughs) through online.
0: 100%. So the connection, you know, you make that on Zoom calls or Vox or, or whatever it happens to be, but imagine being able to find somebody that totally gets what you're talking about, you know? And so trying to do it alone when you definitely don't need to is just making it hard on yourself because there's going to be hard days and it's so much easier when there's other people that get what you're saying.
1: Yeah. So that's, we have this community for you. We do have our masterminds, which our masterminds won't open up again until September, but we are taking, um, people are applying to be on the wait list and we have quite a good wait list actually formed. So make sure you get on that. Um, And so, and that's what we told our masterminders that wrapped up their six months with us. We have one group that just ended and so much of the time they've gone to trade shows or they've done sales, they've had things happen and they've been like, oh, it's not doing that well, or this is doing really well, or oh crap, I forgot my sign and my husband had to overnight it and it cost me $500, whatever it is the having of the community is like, oh, you'll do fine. Or like, oh, let us know how it goes. And just knowing that other people are there to think about you. So we just want you to know that we've started this community for you and we welcome you into this community and you don't have to do this alone. So, um, let's get into number nine, which is iterate. This is one of your favorite. <laughs> it is. Don't
0: get me started on iterating people. Yeah. <laughs> so iterate, right? Do what works, but then iterate it. You don't have to create something new all the time. Product development can suck time, money, and quality for your business. We have a whole entire um, rant on this in our product development episode, um, that Jacqueline had mentioned earlier. It's in the show notes. So think about taking your bestsellers and iterating on them. So look at people, what people love. Um, for instance, Starbucks has the pumpkin spice lattes in the fall. There's literally a line out the door for those in town and people like us, not all of us. I actually love.
1: don't like them at all.
0: <laughs> you know what? <gasps> I think that they're okay. Um, I stood in line for them. It's always super busy here because there's lots of like high school students that go into Starbucks when you know lattes come back, pumpkin lattes, and they were not in my mind. They didn't live up to the hype so that's-
1: but i'll take the I'll take the pumpkin flavored breads, like the baked goods all right. Take- so like so the fall, right? So be, that, so I just we brought this up because Starbucks is a really good example. A lot of people drink these, or maybe you're eating the pumpkin spice, but I'm gonna go with, we go the coffee. So this is pumpkin spice lattes, right? If you guys tracked the lattes this season, um, Christmas, they moved that like flavor, that spice flavor, and they came out with a gingerbread latte. case. Okay, so it's still that gingery, um, spice type thing that you're getting out of pumpkin spice. So they're taking their customers with them into Christmas time and they're like, here, keep buying. And then this is when I did try, um, in January, like after the new year, I still wasn't over like the indulgences of the holidays. Um, and so then they had the cinnamon shortbread latte. So similar flavor profile. And so they basically took the people that want spice, those spices, those holiday spices in their drinks. And they move them through literally like, what was it? When did they come out? October through January? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like it's four same customer too, obviously yeah. Jacqueline. Where they <laughs> added me in, right? Like I jumped in <laughs> later. I was like, yeah, let's get on the spice train. Um, so we want to ask you guys what your product, like what your pumpkin spice latte is. So figure out what your pumpkin spice latte is and iterate on it. Um, So I buy food there. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about this latte spin. But so during the
0: holidays, I will buy their sandwich that is like turkey, cranberry sauce, stuffing and it's a sandwich and then you eat it, you know, with whatever. Oh, I so it, this when yeah. I to eat turkey. Uh, right now there's like a smoked applewood bacon. I sometimes get that one. And then there's also like a, I don't think they call it curry, but it tastes like curry. I think it, they call it Thai peanut or something like that. And um, they have that one. So basically they have a sandwich to upsell to people with every latte that they have on their menu. Because they're
1: doing pairings, right?
0: Yeah, basically. And they're so smart. So really think about like what you're offering those same people. I'm never in the holiday spirit unless I have some sort of stuffing or cranberry sauce or any of those things. And then with my holiday cup, I mean, it's a whole experience, right?
1: I actually look forward to you and I now tracking Starbucks as our, uh, <laughs> as our reference point for everything products. I know. It's going to our research and development. We're going to have to go there more. <laughs> I know. I'm seriously
0: looking forward to like the reinvention of those cups and how people take to them and all that stuff. Because I think yeah. it will just add a lot of, you know, like they're introducing it to their customers. So then it, even if those customers didn't care about it before, they definitely are putting it in there, you must care about it. Section.
1: They created a problem, like a global problem <laughs> that they are now solving and selling it to you.
0: <laughs> Basically, you know, yeah. and then it makes you feel like you're valuable and that, yeah, sure. I'll pay more for less because I'm yeah. helping the environment, you know, because
1: yeah, we all did this together. So now <laughs> let's all clean it up together. Exactly. But, so think about this, everyone, that like Starbucks is a pretty generic place that a lot of a lot of you go to. Watch. Like watch how their baked goods change for the season. Watch how like they they will always have a sugar cookie, but that sugar cookie will be a different thing for the season because they're selling your kids, by the way. AKA going to Target with my children and they think Target equals cake pops. My fault. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. There is a birthday cake one
0: and yeah. It was like part of our routine that we would get birthday cake ones on every single Friday. I do not, and we called it fun Friday. Like, I don't know how I got into um, that trap. Pretty fun though, because I'd love to go to Target every Friday. <laughs> get this no, kid's we quiet. go through the drive-thru. Oh,
1: okay. Are you going well, to
0: Starbucks in Target though, right?
1: Well, and I want to go to Target. That's, and a lot, a lot of moms do that. That's like their way that they get their kids to like settle into the cart. You get a treat and then we go through Target. But yeah, so everyone just pay attention to... Starbucks is a product company. Watch how they're iterating on stuff, and they're taking stuff that's working, and then they they keep making changes. And they're upselling you. They're doing all the things we're talking about. Um, so let's bring it to number ten, our final one. And I am a strong believer in this, which is why I have now two companies that do this. But it's work with an expert. So. Mina and I have both hired experts on all sorts of things, right? And we can talk about that. But so whenever we have anything that we're learning and we want to add to our business, we hire an expert. So you could teach yourself this, right? You could teach yourself Facebook ads or how to optimize an Amazon account or how to launch a fashion line, but do you have time to? Are you going to waste time? You're going to waste money. Like where should you really be focusing on? Like what's your genius and what can you learn? So for example, me, Jacqueline, I've hired a YouTube expert and I have someone teaching me about YouTube because I want to bring that into my business. What have you hired as experts?
0: Ideally, I can tell you, I actually have a list of ideal experts. If you know, if I were to have an ideal list of experts, one would be a therapist and this would be separate from my life coach. Another would be like a personal trainer or health coach, like that was new about food um, specifically, so a personal trainer/slash food expert. So, so many things, right? Like that's just outside of my business. And then for my business, definitely, you know, I've hired experts for like learning about Amazon ads specifically and how that works. So then I can understand what things to look at, right? Because they, I don't know about the platform completely. I want them to tell me specifically what I should be putting in those ads. And then, so now I can take that knowledge and be like, oh, that's how the algorithm works, right? And so... Uh, what else? Um, Pinterest expert, of course. Um, Instagram. I'm. I haven't hired an expert for that, but I feel like I definitely listen to a lot of different people for Instagram. Like that's probably my number one social media platform that I'm listening to. So many stuff, consuming so many things from a different experts, and feeling like, hey, what's going to work for me? What isn't going to work for me? Um, that's the thing with experts. Like they don't all connect with you, but definitely worth the money you save in the mistakes that you're making, especially with like Facebook.
1: Yeah. So thinking about, so Instagram for us right now, it's not necessarily a place that we're going to lose like finance. There's no, not financial yeah. risk for it, us. It isn't that scary. Yeah. <laughs> there's not the financial risk and we're willing to sort of grow it organically and, and work through it because that what we learn is what we teach too, because we're actually going through it. So Instagram doesn't feel like that's something we need to hire for right now because we're also teaching ourselves about it. Mina and I consume so much content. Like we are on weekends, like voxering each other, sending each other links to different episodes we listen to or things we found online. Like we are constantly in consuming of information, especially since we also teach now. But things that I would say that it's important to hire experts on are things that you actually have a big financial sort of like risk. So you could think about it in the way of, you could hire an expert to teach you about something. So to teach you about Facebook ads, or you can try and do it and test it out and put $40, $100 towards it and think, okay, like maybe it'll work. You're not sure if it's working. You might pull the plug on and be like, it's not working. It might be because you're not doing it right. Um, Also on Amazon, we have another, a lot of clients that try and um, get onto Amazon. So there's ways that you can set it up, but then there's also people that don't really have time to set it up the right way. So our clients that did Shout out to Milkless because they literally sold out of their product on Amazon. That's how good they are. They hired someone to basically put it up for them because they didn't, that wasn't where they needed to spend their time. They had other things that they had to be doing for their business and they really optimized their listing and like did it, right? So that's why I have a business built around consulting people who want to start fashion, apparel, and accessory brands. It is a high risk, like it's, it's, you're making lots of product. And so do you need to figure this out yourself? Or do you need someone to tell you like, these are the steps. I'm going to foresee the roadblocks and road bumps ahead for you. You could spend time and money doing it the wrong way, or we can make sure that you're you're aware of what's coming and that you're using the right people or the right fabrics. You're not wasting time and money because that's the stuff that is really important. Yeah. 100% agreed.
0: I think it, if it Like we spent $0 in figuring out, we didn't hire a podcast expert because we didn't, it was just a matter of our time that we would eventually like, you know, waste, let's say. But if it's like tens of thousands of dollars that you might be risking, I would say definitely you should hire a expert. Also, when I was talking about my life ones, like, you know, therapy, health, all that stuff, that's literally the highest level in my own mind right that's like my riches of being healthy
1: so yeah you can't put money on your life yeah. your health or your your mind right
0: right and then and then just realizing that more as i'm getting older and my old you know and my in my days and and uh finding time and money for that that's what i want to spend it on is just finding shortcuts to really be like, okay, now I feel good and healthy. And I know that that's what I need, you know?
1: Yeah. So obviously, um, you guys are here, you're listening to the podcast, you're listening and consuming content from experts. Um, if you ever have questions or you need more help, I mean, obviously Mina and I do strategy sessions. We have our mastermind. Um, but we, you know, it's, um, like people have hired us before to help them get ready for trade shows to figure out if let's say Amazon was the right, place for them. Um, Just whenever like big decisions are being made, we helped clients that had to repackage and rebrand their entire business because of a legal dispute. So whenever there's like a really big decision. So I guess just to bring that back in, it doesn't have to be something that's ongoing. Mina and I are investing into a very expensive strategy session to learn about marketing, like uh, online marketing. And that's because we're not going to hire somebody full time right now, but we are we are going to be investing into that knowledge for them to shortcut it. We can try and teach it to ourselves, but our brains are sort of shutting off a bit for it too. So we are we're gonna get it from the expert, know it, and then when we're ready, we can actually hire that expert if we like what was delivered.
0: Yeah, because we may know about you know like product marketing, but this is more like digital. It's a little bit outside of our scope that we could definitely learn more from an expert that's done it. Like I mean, that's like their bread and butter. That's what they do all day long. You know, so I think that's one of the things is making sure that they fill in a gap for you. Um, and when you're hiring an expert, is that you're you're definitely getting that shortcut for making those improvements in your own business.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've hired an expert for sales conversations. Um, like I said, I'm doing YouTube. I Let's see. Who else have I hired? I hire a lot too. <laughs> you, hired, you just hired a copywriter. I hired a copywriter like on a minute, but someone who can help me. And this is why I hired a copywriter. I think I'm good at writing, but writing is not my number one, like method of communication. And so for me to go from to have the time to sit down and get my thoughts on a paper and work it all out takes me a lot longer. So I need someone who can basically take what I'm saying and turn it into emails and blogs for, let's, and doing it for designer consulting co-op because I really need to move that forward and I need the help of somebody who can do it. So it's a little bit between hiring an expert or somebody to my team, but they're an, they're, that's what they do, right? I'm not asking my assistant or my OBM or someone to do that for me. I'm hiring someone who that is what they're trained in. Okay. So now that you have your 10 tips, but if you truly want expert advice in a community of product-based businesses and peers, um, make sure that you join our Facebook community. Make sure that you get this download so that we can chat with you outside of the podcast. And remember that we have the boss project summit coming up. And we think that's super valuable to all of you. So all of the links again, sorry, Mina, cause she does the show notes, but all of the links will be in the show notes and we would love to chat with you there. And remember we're always in the DMS on Instagram. So if you need anything else or want to chat with us, head over there. Thanks everyone.
0: This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. Head over to our Facebook group, search for the product boss biz community or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there.
1: If you love the Product Boss Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, share, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, product bosses, let's make it happen.